Israel is a land of diverse cultures, religions, foods, music and people. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he explores the devout and divine, the off the wall and outrageous and everything in between. Right here on 101.9 High FM. You're listening to 101.9 Chai FM. I'm Benji Shulman and this is the New Brew Review. Welcome to the program. Nice to have you on this Monday morning on uh, a very, very muggy and uh, warm November morning. Uh, very, <laughs> I guess it's good. At least we're finally getting some rain because we haven't had some for quite some time. Uh, great weekend that everyone had, I'm sure. Uh, getting in, in preparation for the Shabbat project. I saw a lot of uh, different stuff going on at the shuls, and I'm sure this upcoming week will be fantastic. If you were at the Jewish Board of Deputies conference, I uh, hope that you had fun with that as well. It really, really uh, well done to the organizers, Board of Deputies, for putting that on. It was a fantastic conference, and uh, they even managed to get Sia Kulisi to send a message to the community, uh, which is fantastic. You know, everyone wants to from the rugby players no one wants to hear from the politicians uh, but there was also a lot of uh, you know just good material in general uh, the vice chancellors and people talking about the law and the economy so uh, good to see uh, a positive note being struck around going forward and indeed we are going to be striking a positive note I think going forward on the show today because uh, a real first on the show uh, I'm very excited to say we're going to be talking today to Dr. Laurie Cardoza Moore she is from Proclaiming Justice to the Nations, which is a Christian group that is uh, hosting a conference actually at this very moment today. They started off yesterday and uh, the big conference is happening today. And it's got a bunch of partners uh, from a variety of different organizations, including the South African Friends of Israel and the ICEJ and VUCA Africa. And we're going to talk about all of them. Uh, and we're going to talk about this organization and what are they doing in South Africa? Why are they here? Uh, and what is the conference all about? It's absolutely fascinating. Uh, if you've ever seen any of their stuff. Uh, it is, is remarkable, uh, world-class Israel advocacy. And so we're going to be uh, delving into that with uh, the person behind the brand here on 101.9 Chai FM. We'll take a short break and we'll be back just after this. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 Chai FM. Now, uh, many years ago, I was sitting and watching some television and uh, I had uh, on a Christian channel uh, on one of the... Uh, on the satellite bouquet and a remarkable film came on called Israel Indivisible and I would always encourage anyone who uh, asks questions about Israel uh, to watch this film. It, it makes the case uh, for the importance of Israel's existence not just from a biblical uh, level, which is of course uh, key, but it also then takes you through the biblical evidence, the international law arguments, uh, the uh, national self-determination, all the different things that that make up the case for uh, the justice of Israel's cause in a way that I actually have very rarely seen anywhere else. And it is quite a remarkable movie. But what I realized today is it's only one of about 500 uh, that have actually been produced in this area. And uh, I'm really excited to have on the show today Dr. Laurie Cardoza-Moore, who is a business uh, woman and wife of two-time Emmy Award-winning director Stan Moore, and she is the founder of Proclaiming Justice to the Nations, who are in South Africa this week uh, to do a range of conferences and talk to the Christian community about supporting Israel, which, of course, in South Africa is absolutely crucial. Uh, and so I'm very excited to have her on the show. Laurie, welcome to 101.9 High FM. Benji, thank you so much for having me on. It's a great honor to be 
be with you all once again, be back here in South Africa. Laurie was telling me that this is her second time back since June, so uh, she's doing a lot of traveling. By the way, if you want to ask any questions during the show, 0618951019, that's our uh, Telegram uh, line. If you want to SMS us, 34519, any questions, I'm sure Laurie will be happy to ask, uh, answer rather. Tell me, Laurie, so, so give us a sense, what is Proclaiming Justice to the Nations? How did it start? Well, Benji, the mission of the organization is to educate Christians about their biblical responsibility to stand with Israel and the Jewish people against the rise of global anti-Semitism. And, of course, as you duly noted, the way we accomplish that mission is by producing award-winning documentary films and television shows to reach Christians with a biblical message. Because we do live in a generation where we are witnessing what is... um the, the rise of anti-Semitism again globally, where we saw in in Germany and Europe a rise of anti-Semitism during the rise of the Nazis. But now we see it happening around the globe. And this new anti-Semitism that we're witnessing today is directly tied to the whole boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement. No matter where you go and you hear anti-Semites make their statements, it always incorporates the narrative that Israel is an apartheid state, that um, Israel is an occupier. It's all the same statements and arguments made by the proponents of BDS. And that is what's fueling this hatred on our campuses, in our communities, and now, unfortunately, even in K through 12. Yeah, I'm going to get through that because it's a very interesting aspect, which is something that we don't really deal with here. But I mm-hmm. do think people will find that interesting. Talk to us first about uh, the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you made Israel Indivisible. You made right. a lot of others. What What is the target kind of, of topics that you mm-hmm. like to cover to try and educate people on their responsibility? Right. So um, what we try to do, because most Christians are not going to go to Israel in their lifetime. That's just the reality. It's, it's expensive. They can't afford to make that trip. So w- what we try to do, Benji, is bring Israel and the Jewish community to them to try to connect them from a biblical perspective. I'm an avid student of the Bible, and I see when I started studying the scriptures myself, that's how I came to starting the organization, because I realized that what I studied and what I saw in the Bible was not being taught from the pulpits, at least in the United States of America. And then as I began to study and to research, I realized this is a growing problem because you have the same pastors who are being educated in the same seminaries in the United States and around the world. And of course, it's part of the problem why we have the anti-Semitism that's still pervasive. You have the issue of replacement theology um, historically through Christianity that has been a problem that fuels the anti-Semitism within Christianity. And so I decided, I told my husband, actually the the spark was right after 9-11. Um, we introduced, I had heard that there was a, a Christian lobbyist in Alabama, just south of us in Tennessee, who had passed a resolution um, she worked to lobby for it and was and effectively passed it in Alabama to support the state of Israel in her war on terror. This is 2001. This is after the second intifada. And so as we um, as when I heard about this woman, I contacted her and I said, I'd like to get your resolution. We want to introduce it in Tennessee. Well, we did. We ran into some major obstacles with some of the anti-Semitic legislators there. 
And But we did finally get it passed, and that was a whole m- miracle in itself, just seeing the passage of that. Um, I don't know that we have time today to talk about it, but I'm telling you, it was just, it was unbelievable. Even the sponsor of the legislation was blown away by the things that were unfolding. Had to be miracles. Um, but anyhow, after we did that, we launched a media campaign because, again, media is my background. And we let people know that this resolution was passed in Alabama and we passed it in Tennessee. And if anybody else is interested in introducing the resolution in their their state, and to raise awareness, we ended up passing it in 35 states across the country. And I said, wow, if we can impact Christians to introduce a resolution to support the state of Israel and get 35 states to also introduce it and pass it, this is a model for us. And so we started to produce more programming. But I went to Israel after we passed that resolution. The consul general to Israel at the time in the southeast of the United States came to Nashville to thank me personally for for passing this. And he says, he says, when was when were you last in Israel? And I said, I've never been. He said, what? You do this for us and you've never been. And he turns to the executive director, Steve Edelstein, at the time, and he says, when are you going to Israel? She will be on the next flight. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is great. So I ended up going in November. It was the G8 that year, 2003. And um, I was one of three evangelical Christians that came, that was invited to participate. And I've, I was able to see Israel through Jewish eyes. And it blew me away to see the narrative that the stories that we heard in the media back in the United States was not accurate. And so I set out to change that. We're going to hear more about that story talking to Laurie Cardoza Moore on 101.9 Chai FM, but we're just going to take a short break. We'll be back just after this. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 Chai FM. We're talking today to Laurie Cardoza Moore from Proclaiming Justice to the Nations. Now, Laurie, you, you touched on this a little bit uh, just before the break about uh, some of the issues in Christianity as a whole. Uh, you know, I don't think that uh, it's not actually such a simple thing to advocate for Israel because, first of all, uh, there are members of the Christian community who are not so uh, in favor of this. And uh, uh, around the time that you were talking about the Presbyterian Church in America, I think it had a boycott resolution running. Uh, we've obviously had issues with the Anglican Church here. Um, and uh, uh, the Methodists recently right. as well, and and even uh, I'm, I'm quite interested to know, you know, uh, as Jews because of that suspicion, there's always been this uh, uh, hesitation about engaging with 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 Christians as well. So I'd, I'd be interested in in, com- in in your view on on engaging with other Christians and engaging on Jews in, in your journey right. in this re- in this regard. Well, it's interesting because, you know, the Jewish community has a legitimate reason for being skeptical. Benji, look at our history. It's not good. And if you, unless you as a Christian study the history of the Christian persecution of the Jewish people, in fact, I don't know if you've seen the documentary, The Forgotten People, Christianity and the Holocaust. That was the first documentary we produced because I realized as I studied too that Christians were not aware of the persecution that Christians were involved in throughout the last 2000 years during the pogroms, during the Inquisition, during the Holocaust. And so I set out with that documentary to show Christians that your understanding of um, your role superseding the Jews and Judaism is not biblically accurate. And so when you 
um, our goal to appeal to that Christian audience is to take them back through history to show them what Christians have done and how they persecuted the Jews. So the Jewish community has a legitimate right to be concerned. But I believe that even as I studied the Bible for 11 years, through the process over 11 years, when I was done, I came to the understanding just through studying myself that the Bible is a book written to Israel, for Israel, about Israel. And I tell Christians that they are grafted into the commonwealth of Israel. They don't replace. They're not superseding. Unfortunately, Benji, that is not being taught in seminaries. There are some seminaries who do teach the Hebrew roots of Christianity. And I tell Christians, you know, you don't support the root. The root supports you. And that's not understood. And so we set out through our media to bypass the pulpits, to go right to the people sitting in the pews. Because most Christians, by and large, want to be true to their faith. They don't want to come down on the wrong side of history or of God. And when they find out that some of the things that they've believed and adopted, like replacement theology, when they find out that it's anti-Semitic and it's against God and his plan for Israel and the Jewish people and how the Jewish people are to be a blessing to all nations, that's when we start to see the change. Unfortunately, when we're dealing with Um, denominations like the Anglican Church, like the Methodist Church, United Church of Christ in the United States, the Presbyterian Church. I mean, I can, the list goes on and on and on. They're not basing their belief on what is biblically accurate. They are basing their belief on theology, on their doctrine, on their tradition. And woe be it to any man who changes the scriptures and changes the word of God. And so that's really essentially my message to the Jewish community. I just tell them, you know, we owe Christians owe the Jews a huge debt because we have the Torah because of the Jewish community, preserving it and keeping the word of God to all these generations. And unfortunately, the Christian church does not show or extend that gratitude. That's my job to educate these Christians so that they understand their biblical responsibility to stand with their Jewish brethren and defend the state of Israel. Another thing that really bothered me in my research was the Holocaust. When I started to study the Bible and when I started to, to, you know, understand our biblical responsibility as Christians, I started asking the question, well, how could Germany happen? You know, Germany, if you really want to say, we call America a Judeo-Christian nation because we were founded on those Judeo-Christian principles. That's our founding. That's our history. But in Germany, Germany, what you would call a Judeo-Christian nation. You had Jews, you had Christians, Catholic and Protestant. And so I asked the question, how could the Holocaust happen? How could the church, Christians, turn a blind eye And not help the Jews. Now, yes, I know there's 23,000 righteous Gentiles that are documented. And there's probably a couple thousand more nameless, faceless people that we'll never know on this side. However, the fact that we did not, there weren't more people. 23,000 righteous Gentiles compared to 6 million Jews. And then another 5.5 million other people. Why the silence? That bothered me. And that's when I began began to realize replacement theology. And I had a pastor once who I had this conversation with. 
and he believes in replacement theology. And so I said to him, I said, well, what do you do with um, Romans chapters 9 through 11, what the Apostle Paul said? And he says, oh, I call that blink theology. <laughs> I said, blink theology? I've never heard of that. What theology is that? And he says, that's um, that's the theology that I attribute to when I get to a section of the Bible that I don't, or scriptures that I don't understand, I bl- when it doesn't fit my theology, I blink past it. And I said, shame on you. Now, I have an, another question. I mean, obviously there's a focus on, on engaging Jews, and you've spoken about this replacement theology that, that the, the Christians supersede the Jews and, and, and dealing with that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm also interested in the generational question. You know, the evangelical movement that, that you've spoken about has really been the driving force, particularly in America, but around the world uh, in, in driving pro-Israel activism, even at the state level, the kind of work that you've been doing. There have been some concerns that the next generation of evangelicals is not quite getting the message and and that there's some some hesitancy on this issue. What what do you think about that? That's because of the anti-Semites in Christianity that call themselves Christians but are preaching false gospels. And they're trying to convince these young people, yes, this is a very real threat. And it's why it's so important that we're reaching younger, the younger generation. And we have turned our focus over the last few years to really reach out to those younger, that younger audience using media to get them to to challenge, to think critically about their positions. The unfortunate um, reality is some of these organizations take these young people over on trips to Israel, take them over into Bethlehem. And at Christ at the Checkpoint, I don't know if you all are familiar with the the organization, but they're an anti-Semitic group. They try to pass themselves off as being Christians, and they're not biblically accurate. Um, they have taken, they've had speakers that come and promote. They show films that promote um, by uh, organizations like Hobby Lobby's Mark Green, who is um, very well-respected family in the evangelical world. Um, he produced a documentary called Little Town of Bethlehem that is all propaganda. It's not biblically accurate. And, of course, we challenged him on it, and we did a documentary, Boycott This, which is our most recent, and that's what we're going to be screening tonight and also screening in Cape Town. We screened it yesterday. Um, the response was unbelievable. But the Boycott This documentary was actually produced for the younger audience. It's a satirical film. Um, we add humor to deal with this topic. And a lot of, even the audience yesterday was blown away by some of the information that they did not know. They tend to hear what is spoken about Israel being an apartheid state, and whether they're indifferent to it or not, they got to see the facts on the ground. Um, you know, one of the other things about the young people, they don't tell when they bring these young evangelical minds over to Israel, to Bethlehem. They never tell them the history of Bethlehem, that 80% of Christians have fled Bethlehem since the Palestinian Authority has taken over. Why? Because they're being persecuted. Christians can't... Um, uh, practice their faith in Bethlehem like they used to. So what did they have to do? They had to flee. In the documentary, we have a, a, a segment called A Tale of Two Cities, where we talk about Bethlehem. We talk about Nazareth, because Bethlehem, being the, the city of Jesus' birth, well, you have people who, um, the Christians who have fled Bethlehem, and then you have Nazareth. And, of course, Bethlehem is governed by the Palestinian Authority. Then you have Nazareth, 
governed by the Israeli government. You have Christians, Jews, Muslims who all live together, you know, in harmony. They all practice their faith. They go to work. They go to school. You know, they're not persecuted. How come they're thriving in Nazareth under the Israeli government? But supposedly this narrative that the Christians in Bethlehem are being oppressed by the by Israel. Well, I'm sorry, you go through the checkpoint to get into Bethlehem, and it's the Palestinian Authority. It's not the Israeli government. Now, I want to ask you about some of your other activism. You've also been involved with trying to move the UN in a, uh, a more positive direction. Mm-hmm. How, do, how does that work? Because that really is a behemoth uh, that, you, that, you're, that you're fighting. And so how do you, you start to drive them in a new direction? Well, uh, to give you just a little bit of history, um, I never expected to be at the UN, but Archbishop Dr. John Lapoli had other plans for me. He had been watching some of the work that we were doing for two years, and he contacted me in 2011. He says, how would you like to tell your fight anti-Semitism at the United Nations? And I said, oh, gosh, thank you. I'd love the opportunity. <laughs> Let me go up there. So anyhow, but um, we have we've got a, the most recent project that we've been working on and we haven't gotten support for. We need a sponsoring nation to endorse this. And unfortunately, the United States, we couldn't get them to do it because it was under the previous administration. And of course, with the new Trump administration, we've had a difficult time getting into Nikki Haley. And um, in January, I I will be working with the new ambassador um, to try to push this initiative. But we've got a resolution that we um, are seeking signatures from other member states at the United Nations calling out the BDS movement as an anti-Semitic movement, that it is not um, that it's it's driving the anti-Semitism that we see around the globe against the Jews because of the narrative and also because in, um, the BDS is also fueling the hatred toward our young people. But um, but the the resolution basically is also pointing out that is Israel is not going to be hurt by BDS. It's the Jewish community that's being hurt and also the Arab community. Because we know from SodaStream, you know, SodaStream had to move its its um, uh, plant out of Judea and Samaria because of the whole conflict. Over 500 people, Arabs, lost their job. So it's BDS is not going to hurt Israel. Israel's prospering. I mean, look at the advancements in technology. We did a segment on, you know, how Israel is being a blessing, literally, to the nations of the world. But here we have this push for BDS, and we've got Arabs who are losing their jobs. In fact, um, Bassam Ed, I was at, in Israel, in Jerusalem uh, last week, participating in a conference for Christian uh, media at the Israeli government press office conference. And Bassam Ed was there, and he was talking about how one guy who was fired from SodaStream still doesn't have a job. Hmm. And that was 2015. It's 2019. Four years, four years later, I interviewed another woman from Jericho who comes through the checkpoint every day and asked her, are you persecuted by the um, Israeli soldiers when you come through the checkpoint? Are you delayed from getting to work on time? And she looked at me like, what are you talking about? See, she didn't relate to this narrative. She thought... Am I missing something? But see, that's what happens with the world. We used the, the example. We talked about what happened, you know, at the Balada refugee camp. Here you have the Palestinian-controlled area. I remember a guide took me up on a hill and showed me. He says, that's where Balada is down there. And he said, this is all the Palestinian authorities territory. And I said, well, what about that green space over there, all that grass and all that land? Who is that is Israel's? And he said, no, that's the Palestinian authority. I said, the billions of dollars that have been given 
to the PA? Why haven't they built homes or apartment buildings, high-rise apartment buildings? Take these refugees out of the squalor that they keep them in for three generations, and they give them no dignity? This is a way to help these people, but no, it doesn't fit the narrative. So we keep these people oppressed. This is the real outrage, that this is going on and the world thinks that it's Israel who are oppressing these people. Talking today to Dr. Laurie cardoza Moore of Proclaiming Justice to the Nations. If you want to ask any questions, you can telegram us 061-895-1019 or SMS us on 34519. Be happy to... Uh, to take uh, any questions that you have. Uh, Laurie, I want to ask you, it, it's a remarkable actually how multifaceted this battle is, right? Because you, you're talking on the one hand about the United Nations. Right. Uh, we've obviously spoken about the media angle, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit later about what you're doing in South Africa as well. Uh, but I am actually fascinated about the example that you mentioned re- recently about the infiltration of anti-Israel propaganda literally into the syllabus of high school students. Oh my gosh. Uh, and, yeah. and, and what that's happening, you know, what that means in America. And I'd love for you to just give us a bit of background about, about what happened with that. Absolutely. Well, again, you know, because of my involvement with the United Nations, um, the UN has an education globalization program. And Bill Gates back in 2006 had introduced this concept of education which is called Common Core. It wasn't, he didn't re- refer to it as Common Core back then, but he presented it at the G8 summit in Moscow in 2006. Well, of course, the United Nations adopted the education program, and they encouraged their member states to adopt this program as well. From 2006 to 2012, it took six years for them to get it on the ground in the classroom in America. And so what we found back in 2012, a parent who lives in Nashville, Tennessee, and um, for your audience, Nashville is considered part of the, you know, um, belt bu- buckle of the Bible belt, they call it. And um, so in Nashville, where we live, which is Williamson County, it's a very affluent, wealthy, conservative, Republican community. So that community would not tolerate propaganda in its curriculum. Well, I had a parent whose son had um, just started into ninth grade contact me, and she said, you're never going to believe what I found or what my son found in a textbook. And I said, bring it over. So she brought the book. She brought the instructional materials, and I started to review it. Well, we found a quote that legitimized Palestinians blowing themselves up in a Jerusalem restaurant because they were waging a war against Israeli government policies and army actions. It was the Sparrow Pizzeria bombing. Wow. However, it was under the title chapter called Why is Terrorism on the Rise? <laughs> it's because of those Israelis. They're taking the Palestinian land. And this is what's fueling the anti-Semitism around the globe. That was what it was teaching the kids. <clears throat> That's what it was inferring the inference behind the education. There was no picture of the Sparrow pizzeria bombing, the carnage that was left behind. So what are the kids led to believe? And then a couple pages later, you read about Israel being occupiers. No, if you want to use a term, a correct term that would be suitable, you could say disputed territories, but not occupied. That right there also inflames that. Well, we we launched a campaign to remove that textbook in Tennessee. And, of course, using media to let parents and citizens know 
if you do not speak up and you don't start looking at your children's curriculum and textbooks, your children are going to be indoctrinated with this propaganda. But in our research, we found that not only was the textbook, did we find anti-Semitic and anti-Israel content, we found anti-Judeo-Christian content, we found anti-American content in the textbooks. And that's when we launched our campaign that we are still pursuing. And it's not just here in the United States. It is every country that is a member state of the United of the United Nations has adopted the same curriculum. And we have found that Bill and Melinda Gates have a foundation right here in South Africa. So are you are you um, finding that uh, these these books are across the United States? Are you able to remove them at all? The- we are working on doing that. We're actually re- working on removing Common Core, but we use the textbooks as examples. We're going to take a short break now, and uh, we'll be back just after this. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. You're back with 101.9 Hi FM. Talking today to Dr. Laurie Cardozo-Moore from Proclaiming Justice to the Nations. And if you want to ask any questions, you can telegram on 061-895-1019, or you can SMS us on 34519. Now, Laurie, you uh, started yesterday with uh, some of your work. Uh, you... Um, going to be going to Cape Town as well. What are you here to do? Because uh, I understand that you're actually here to open a new chapter, which is a very exciting uh, uh, initiative. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, you cool know to, to be able to talk to you about that. That goes to show you, Benji, the influence of media, global media, and that's our focus, Christian global media. Our programs broadcast into 200 nations, reaching over 2 billion viewers each week. And as we educate, then we call people to action. And that's why I'm here, because we had a PJTN watchman, that's what we call them, um, Cheryl, who came and said, you've got to come here. We've got a problem in South Africa with anti-Semitism. And, of course, she had to make the commitment herself to help to do the work when I leave, because this the organization has to become self-sufficient. It's got to have the vision and it's got to push it forward. But the goal is, is to educate the Christians, because Christians are going to be held accountable for what we do or don't do. We're going to stand before Almighty God one day, and we're going to have to give an answer to the things that we did or we didn't do during our lifetime. You know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who was one of the great theologians of his time during the um, during the um, Holocaust, he said that silence in the face of evil is itself evil, that God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. And I share that message with Christians and tell them, God put you on this planet, put your soul in your body at this time when we're witnessing this unprecedented rise of anti-Semitism. You will be held responsible in your own country because you have allowed this to happen. And look at what's happening in South Africa. We have the murder, the black on white murder. We have droughts going on. And when I was here in June, I said to the leadership, you know, um, you're you're cursed and God's not going to lift this curse until you repent and you turn back and you take back control and you deny this lie that's coming out of Christianity and out of the political world. Durban was a scourge on South Africa. And I said to the leaders and I say to them um, while I'm here, how could you, the church who know your Bibles, how could you have allowed the lie You violated the ninth commandment. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. And that's what the Christians have done. 
And it's not just here in South Africa. It's in the United States. It's all over the world because Christians are not educated about their biblical responsibility to stand with our Jewish brethren, defend the state of Israel against the rise of global anti-Semitism. And what is the reaction when you, when you, you, you know, bring over that message? Well, you know, when I first came over here in June, I thought, okay, Lord, if, if I deliver this message, they may throw me out and never ask me to come back. But it was, I was surprised, Benji. And when I saw the response of the leaders, and this was just a leadership luncheon. This was to introduce what we were doing and, and what I felt God was calling me to do here in South Africa. And they embraced, they accepted the mandate. They felt like this was a mandate from God that came that um, that a prophet had come to bring a word and that they have a responsibility to act on that mandate. And so it was well received. And of course, now I'm back for the second time. And the response even yesterday um, with the leadership, more pastoral leaders who came from other countries like Uganda, um, Zambia, uh, Madagascar, um, of course, throughout South Africa, so we we heard from them also they didn't realize they didn't understand the connection they didn't see bds as a as a as pushing anti-semitism in their country and so that's changing their mindset so we gave we equipped the leaders they're going to take it to their congregation and we'll continue um, this of course today and tomorrow in cape town and there are quite a range of Christian organizations locally that are actually supporting this initiative. Um, there's, there's also members of the Israeli government that are, are, are going to be attending. Um, there's VUCA Africa, the Africa-Israel Chamber of Commerce, the International Christian Embassy of Jerusalem, South African Friends of Israel. So you really are bringing together a variety of parties uh, around the table here. Absolutely. It's a collaborative effort. It's not one organization can't fight this beast. It's going to take all of us working together, uniting for the common purpose to condemn BDS, to fight anti-Semitism and to support our Jewish communities and protect them. And we had one one leader who got up yesterday who made a profound statement and told the Jewish community, we will fight for you. We will protect you. And it, that was a very extremely moving moment at that time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure uh, it, it, it must have been. Uh, it must have been. It was quite a quite a profound thing to say. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back just after this. This is the new Blue Review with Benji Schulman. Dr. Laurie Cordoza Moore on our show today. It's been a real pleasure, Doctor. Thank you so much for coming on the show. People want to find out more. Uh, as I said in the show, I wholly uh, endorse uh, watching uh, Israel Indivisible. It really is a fantastic film. Uh, but there's so much else out there. How can people watch, find out more, connect to what you guys are up to? Ab- absolutely. So I, I so appreciate your comments about Israel Indivisible because that was – um, a very important project because we did. It's, it is the definitive film. I've not seen anything like it out there that makes the case for Israel's historical, archaeological, legal, and biblical rights to her ancient homeland. And of course, everything we produce is for a Christian audience. But I have members of the Jewish community who watch our programs and they love it. It inspires them. But the way, um, your listeners can, can get engaged with PJTN and follow us and follow our work and see some more of our media we do have a PJTN TV YouTube page. So I encourage the audience to go to YouTube, put in PJTN TV, and subscribe. 
and follow us because we're posting, we are posting programs and content on there, short clips, longer clips, um, for you to see, to educate our community and also share them maybe with your family and friends. Um, but also uh, there's Facebook. We've got a South Africa uh, Proclaiming Justice to the Nations Facebook page. So look for us there. Um, you can follow me, Laurie Cardoza Moore, on Facebook. We've got a uh, at PJTN on Twitter. Um, these are all ways to engage. And I love using social media because I like engaging with our audience, especially on some of the topics of the day. And, of course, because we're a global organization, we don't just address issues in the United States. We're addressing issues like here in South Africa. We're getting ready to put out a press release. Um, and if you get on the mailing list, if you go to PJTN.org, get on our mailing list, you'll get all of our press releases that that come out. We are um, we we're preparing a press release to condemn the we've already sent out one to condemn the um, the Anglican Church and also condemn the Methodist Church for signing off to BDS. But we're also getting ready to um, launch this resolution and we're asking for the Christian leadership to sign the resolution. And we will be putting out another statement to the Anglican leaders as well as the Methodist Church here and around the world who have endorsed the anti-Semitic BDS movement. These are not real Christians. I tell Christians all the time, if you are in a church or in leader under leadership that is supporting BDS, you need to flee from that congregation because you have a pastor who is promoting heresy and it is unbiblical. I tell Christians, flee, pick up your Bible, pray, read it. That's where you're going to learn the truth. Well, there we go, Doctor. Thank you so much uh, for coming, first of all, in studio, but all the way to South Africa. We appreciate it. And uh, may you have a blessed trip and only success in the work that you're doing. Amen, Benji. Thank you so much for having me here. It was a delight. One of the highlights of my trip. Well, I, I hope that it won't be the only highlight of your trip, but uh, we do appreciate your time. And, uh, yeah, good luck. We look forward to seeing the work that you are doing. And it, please note that uh, in our community is deeply appreciated yeah. uh, that the work that you're doing and it is a real blessing brings us to the end of the show for today thank you so much for listening thank you so much for Craig for pushing all the big red buttons Mandy who does the production Vuzi is on the sound and we will see you next week on the new Blue Review